2016 might have been a reality show, but looks like 2017 is going to get real fast. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday afternoon, usually from 3 to 6. Today I'm on from 5 to 7. Next week I don't have a show at all, but I'll be back the week after. If you get confused and don't know what I'm going to be on and want to keep up with it or even just talk to me uh, off air, online, you can check out my new blog, my new website, which I... uh, do with my producer here, Binkley. Hey, Binkley, tell people uh, what um, what they want to do. First of all, it's propagandareportdaily.com, and we do podcasts. And if people want to get those podcasts, what should they do? They should go to propagandareportdaily.com and click on the Apple and subscribe to us at iTunes or at Google Play if they have an Android. Okay, and then you can get their YouTube streamy or whatever like videos or not videos podcasts of our of the show that we do off air but we also post articles and you can get this the podcast of this show the wsb show as soon as it's up to so and i will always let you know that way when my next on air show is going to be so keep up with us there and you can also get to our twitter and facebook pages on that but and usually usually on Saturdays I talk about the biggest news of the week. But on my first show of the year, which this is, I like to talk about my expectations for the year to come. And some of the best predictions I have gotten that have actually replayed later have been from callers and from Twitter followers. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Just let me know what you think is happening in 2017. What do you think are your biggest predictions, biggest expectations? And uh, But there are things happening this week that we can't ignore. Uh, weather is the big story. News traffic and weather is all about the weather this weekend. It is cold outside. WSB, of course, covers it all 24-7, so stay tuned for that. And uh, But we are here live despite the inclemency, so you can call 800-WSB-TALK to tell me your views on 2017. Uh, but there was also a big event yesterday, and there was a mass shooting in Florida at the Fort Lauderdale Airport. And I I would not say this rises to the level of a resolution, but my goal going forward is to not give unlimited, intense airtime to mass shooters, terrorist attacks, to these events that when you compare them to like car accidents or suicide, like the actual number of people who die is small, but the amount of press coverage really empowers these bad actors to, you know, gives them power. And so I don't like to indulge in the sensationalism of it. And I'm going to try to keep that to a minimum. But when events like this happen, they are always, and I mean always, used either right at the moment or over time as the impact accumulates. They're always used to serve an agenda. And as Rahm Emanuel famously put it, never let a good crisis go to waste. 
And I even begin to wonder, like many conspiracy theorists, if these crises are, are promoted or they let happen. I don't know. I remember Judge Napolitano, when he had his show on Fox, broadcast on Fox in prime time, around the same time that the New York Times had a lengthy article that the majority of terrorist attacks, the vast majority, like over 90 percent, were by people who were radicalized by the FBI, that they were FBI sting operations. This was right before Judge Napolitano's show got canceled. But this makes you wonder what... You know, how much these crises are uh, absolutely organic, if the government's doing as much as they can to keep these at bay, or if they like to have the crises so they can exploit them. So I want to give you a little recap of that event, tell you what agendas I think it it serves, and that completely dovetails with some of the agendas I had already written down for what I expect in 2017. Uh, One thing that was, okay, so this, there was a... Guy with a military ID, I think he was National Guard in the end. Uh, he supposedly checked a bag through Canada with a gun in it. Now, Canada issued a statement saying he did not, that he did not travel through Canada. Uh, the, the original story was that there were two shooters. Now it's for sure one is the official story. Uh, supposedly he took the gun, went into the bathroom, loaded it. It's not clear where he got the ammunition because I'm not sure you can check ammunition. And... Um, one of the stories that, that is being reported by the mainstream media is that he had gone into the FBI and said that he was being forced to watch ISIS videos, which is uh, really weird because there was recently an article saying that the U.S. government actually created ISIS or al-Qaeda recruitment videos themselves. Like that was – they said they did it to monitor who was watching them. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so it's a very weird story. And that element of it, that the FBI kind of goes deep on some of these stories, they're in the background. So many of them have an FBI incident where they met the that these perpetrators had interactions with the FBI, which would in the past, like when Judge Napolitano looked at it, New York Times looked at it. In the past, they they made they looked bad. It looked bad because it was like, how are these guys all connected with the FBI? Are these stings? Well, if you've ever read Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky, the he says if you've got lemons, make lemonade. So now this is going to be a big theme, I think, going forward. When they have something like a interaction with the FBI, they're saying, look. We meet these guys, we see these guys, but because of due process, because they haven't actually committed a crime yet, we're not allowed to do anything. We can't incarcerate them. We can't take their rights away. People resist the no-fly list, the no-buy list for guns, the watch lists. If, As Joe Manchin, the senator, said, due process is killing us right now. So they're spinning the FBI contact, or they will if they haven't already started, with saying, you know, it's just the problem is... We're not allowed to detain people indefinitely or restrict their rights without due process of law. So they're going to turn this around. This this particular story is a little weird. Like, there's definitely something weird going on. Some agenda items are going to be served. So I want to talk about those agenda items and all the other things that I think are going to be the themes of 2017. And I want to hear what you think are going to be the big, important themes, goals of 2017 
750 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, do you have any tweets to kind of start us off? What do people think are going to happen in 2017? NOYB believes that there will be a cyber 9-11 to enact an e-online type Patriot Act. Oh, interesting. That does fold into a big thing that I expect really the biggest expectation for me for 2017 is a cybersecurity omnibus bill. And part of that will be, I think, false flags, which which I suspect were being prepared for a power grid attack. So maybe that'll be his cyber 9-11, you know, where you have a massive power outage for, you know, really drives home to people how inconvenient it would be yeah. to not have a cybersecurity omnibus bill. Any, anything else? Give me another one. Yeah. Um, Tim tweets that he believes there's going to be the prosecution of Lois Lerner. Really? Yeah. Because of the IRS persecution of the Tea Party? Maybe. I mean, I guess so. That's uh, that's interesting. I mean, with the Trump and Republican administration, I, I would have thought that's a great one. I would have thought that that thing would have been a a big, a, you know, there'd be some foreshadowing to that. Maybe that'll be the bone they throw us instead of prosecuting Hillary. All right, Perhaps, I like yeah. I like it, Tim. Give me one more. So. All right. Brad Rad predicts that Trump voters will learn nothing of economics, even when seeing the evidence firsthand like every cult ever. Wow. That's heavy. <laughs> Well, the economic predictions are super hard. I think it could go either way, uh, depending on, you know, I guess the biggest thing, biggest question for me is, will, when you, when you plan on big spending, when you plan on big tax reductions, does, does that stimulate the economy enough not to increase the debt, because if you spend a lot and you don't take in a lot, your debt's going to increase. Plus, interest rates are rising and the interest expense goes towards the debt. So I see a lot of things leading towards more debt. Uh, will there be enough growth to offset it? Let's, we could talk about that a little bit during the show and your other expectations. Let's get to some calls after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 26 very cold degrees outside the studio. It's a three on the Mellish meter today. WSB is around the clock weekend coverage of the severe weather in Atlanta is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. So I want to talk about the 2017, what I expect in 2017, I have my list, which I made. I always make it before the first of the year, even though my show isn't usually on on the first of the year. And I had some things written down that I have my top 10, which I'm going to go through, and I want to know yours. Just give me one. What do you think? If it's obvious, not obvious, just curious. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Tweet your predictions to me. But I was talking about this Fort Lauderdale airport shooting yesterday, and some of the details of that really dovetailed into some of the agenda items I had already written in my notes for this show. And I'll read some of the quotes from my notes. This So this guy had a military ID. I believe, I should double-check this, that he was in the National Guard. 
he had mental health issues and he was known to the uh, had interacted with the FBI. One of the things I had written that I expected, I wrote mass shootings, question mark, gun rights curtailed, watch lists, no fly lists increased. Now, this is what I think is part of this attack on the Fifth Amendment, which has you need to have due process of law. Watch lists and no fly lists violate the Fifth Amendment because they deprive you of your rights without due process of law. But I wrote maybe start with Muslims, but spread to so-called domestic terrorists, the mentally ill convicts or vets with any psych history. Maybe they'll call it the Chris Kyle law. And then this happened. And I thought that's kind of fits that profile for what might serve the agenda. There's just something screwy about it. But if you if you do have a conspiratorial cast of mind, you might think that that this stuff isn't just crises not going to waste. They're used. Uh, at least the stories are spin, spun to promote these agenda items. It's it's this classic, the pathocracy, pathocracy, where your government's actually working against you instead of with you. But that's further down the rabbit hole that I'm going to go for the rest of my 2017 predictions. I didn't even expect to go there. I'm going to get to more tweets, calls, and start my list. After the break, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. You got me excited, because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez, on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturday afternoons, usually 3 to 6. Tonight, I'm on from 5 to 7. So if you're just tuning in, uh, you haven't missed much. We'll be on till 7. And this is my first show of the year. So in keeping with tradition, I will tell you my expectations and predictions for the year to come. And last year, uh, I, did, <laughs> I did great in like most of my expectations. My predictions were absolutely spot on, uh, really prescient just because I saw what, what the media was giving airtime to, and I knew it was building up to bigger stories, but having absolutely <laughs> missed who was going to win the election, that kind of shadows everything. And, uh, so my big, my biggest fails of 2016 were I did not think that Trump was going to win. I thought the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, would be passed by the lame ducks. And uh, I thought the economy would go south. I, all those things kind of went together. Thinking that Hillary was going to win made me think uh, those other things would happen. So as the year to come unfolds, we can talk about what uh, that kind of represents a real total change in how the power elite are going to operate, at least in the short term, I think. And we're going to talk a lot about that in the weeks and months of the year to come. But let me tell you what I think the big picture themes are going to be. And I want to know what yours are. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Uh, Binkley, do you have tweets of what uh, people are thinking about 2017? Give me one or two, and then I'll start telling you what I think is going to happen. Ridgeway believes that there's going to be a major extreme weather event that um, many will claim are going to be like a result of um, climate change. Like a false really? flag weather event, sounds like. 
I saw a – I've been looking at – and it didn't really influence – my my list too much because the real like forecast things that i've looked at are like technology in the year ahead um security i just couldn't find anything kind of general like i was looking at but i saw over and over again that extreme weather was one of the things that was feared by kind of like the think tanks you know you could say the the power elite types and i I you know because I, I I know so much about people's conspiracies I always think oh you know people think the weather is controlled can be controlled when it comes to the science stuff I really don't know the answers so I don't believe it or disbelieve it I just don't know but they use those events for the climate change argument so I wouldn't be surprised you know but that's that's actually too far down the rabbit hole for me. Not for me. I think I think DARPA's got got a switch room for like tornado, hurricane. You just go in there and flip the switch. You are lying. You think that? I think DARPA can totally mess with the weather. I, I don't know about how specific they can be with it, right. but they've been testing that for a pretty long time. What about the tsunami that knocked out Fukushima? You think that all that- DARPA? No. No, I'm, no. I don't think it was all DARPA. Right. Okay. <laughs> I just, that's a rabbit hole I can't go down. And I'll probably get emails saying, you're wrong. It's real. I will get emails like that, and maybe I should spend the time. But to actually figure out science, it really takes a lot of time. Right. And and most people, even scientists, they don't really care about real science anyway. Oh, that's for sure. Anyway, okay. So uh, let's talk about, I have my top ten. Some of them, the early ones, the big ones, I'm going to do the big ones first, and they're pretty robust. So we could talk about that a little bit, and then as the my list goes on, it gets a little less complicated. But my first one, and it kind of is tied for my second one as the biggest things, but uh, let's do the second one first. So a big like cybersecurity omnibus bill or whatever, a major push towards cybersecurity and, and let me just give some color behind that. I'll just tell you my whole thing. Maybe you can react or if people want to call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. So in the Obama era, I thought of it as the surveillance state, the total information awareness phase of, of this uh, total information control and Bush, George W. Bush, started it with a program actually called Total Information Awareness, which was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, the idea was that every single person in this country and eventually the world would be monitored 24-7 through not only, like, gathering all our digital information, but through face and gate recognition. So all the cameras that you see would actually identify you individually from the front or the back. And then another thing that I predicted wow. for 20, yeah, it's crazy. And another thing I predicted for 2016 that I saw articles in 2016 about is this thing called like shot spotter or something like that, where they want to put microphones on um, lampposts, streetlights. Yeah. So they can listen to everything too. And they said that's in case a gunshot goes off and nobody knows where it is. Right. They're not going <laughs> to listen to any of our conversations. Just a gunshot is all they're tuned into. Right. So it's, it's truly total information awareness. But total and, – and the motto of that government program was, in Latin but translated, knowledge is power. <laughs> yeah, is that funny? So – but knowledge goes both ways. So the surveillance means they have all the knowledge. But 
without the flip side of that, we have some of the knowledge too. Now, they don't want that. So the first, the surveillance part was Obama's job. The next president, who I thought was going to be Hillary, but I still think it's going to be Trump's job, whether he knows it or not, it's going to define his administration. And maybe this Russian stuff is setting him up for it, where he's like, don't have sanctions on Russia, just be ironclad, airtight on cybersecurity. You know, who knows what's one leading to the other. But but the flip side, so the surveillance is them getting all our information and the... But us getting information, I think, is this part two of total information control. And that involves censorship. So make sure we don't get uh, the information that we want. And there's been a lot of foreshadowing on that. I talked about it before the election. Vern Jordan, a real uh, insider guy, literally a Bilderberger, wrote an article about how big tech needs to fill this role of curating, uh, verifying, and private and prioritizing news. So he, he was telling us that the, he really, and I picked up on it, foreshadowed this whole fake news explosion. And then he also made reference to something Melania had talked about, and I read about in that same newspaper, that cyberbullying, tone, purpose, all that kind of stuff had to be controlled. That had to be controlled. So that's the censorship part. So we it's limited, the information we get. But on top of that, they're going to replace that with propaganda. And I know that's your area of expertise, Binkley, that we're going to have not only <laughs> the actual information, the content, but the purpose. So they can replace the the kind of independent, alternative, unruly media with um, official narratives, official news, but that in itself not only just fills the void, but it, ha- it has a controlling aspect in itself, right? I mean, that's where the rubber hits the road in hel- helping shape the democracy. Yeah, they have media for each demographic because pe- people don't go get media to have their beliefs challenged. They go get them to reaffirm their beliefs. So everybody has these specific medias directed totally at them, which just paint uh, – a picture of reality that's completely different from everybody else. I actually noticed that. I think this is what you're talking about. When I would read, I read lots of different things because I try to find the truth, but I also want to know what the narrative is. So I would read the Wall Street Journal, USA Today. Then I would kind of take a step up and read the Atlantic. And then beyond that is the foreign affairs. You're tasting all the propaganda. Yeah, and I noticed that, that as it gets to a more intellectual audience, they have a little bit more of the limited hangout flavor. So yeah. they'll, they'll give you like real details of what's going on and say like foreign affairs magazine, which is put out by the council of foreign relations, which <laughs> Hillary actually called the mothership that told her what to do while she was secretary <laughs> of state. I mean that, if you want to talk about conspiracy, it's the CFR. That's where people think the council of foreign relations. And they published a couple of articles that were really stunning. Like one was, uh, Obama dropped 20,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq in 2015 alone. And Hillary uh, basically was, led the charge on invading Libya and bombing it to kingdom come when there was no real rebellion. Right. So, yeah, they really outed. And then they say, but damage has been done. Now we have to nation build. All water under the bridge. <laughs> right. You know, it's sunk costs. So they, they uh, target a more sophisticated audience, but the agenda remains the same. Always the agenda remains the same. Yeah. So that was that's my first 
big expectation. Virtual and, reality is going to play into that, too, to what you're saying, is because virtual reality is going to kind of come onto the scene a little bit more, and they're going to start – there's going to be a, some sort of crime event, I think, that happens in the virtual world that becomes a, a point of debate. Yes, yeah, so maybe there'll be not only pre-crime, which I think is going to be a big theme, but psychological crime. Maybe you can – it'll actually be criminal to yeah. mess with someone in the virtual world. Let me take a quick call, and then we'll get to my next – Item. Uh, Alan and Marietta, you are on with Monica. Hi there. Happy New Year. And ha- Happy New Year, Alan. Uh, my uh, biggest thing I can think of what happened is you want to get pregnant and have a baby in the White House. That would be a pretty much close to being a first or something, wouldn't it? <laughs> so the grandchild of Trump would be born inside the White House. Yeah. That probably wasn't a first. I bet maybe or, a Lincoln or like baby. Or Ivana gets uh, pregnant in the first lady have a baby you mean ivanka is the daughter yeah. melania is the oh, wife melania. yeah melania ivana is the first wife the one that was left behind uh-huh. so anyway go ahead alan what else oh uh, that's pretty much it I, that's I, a great I, one that's really thinking outside the box it's just you know if this is such an unusual situation honestly pretty much anything goes right now i mean the most bizarre things are probably what's going to happen it's pretty much running true to course right now. Can I what? ask him a question? Oh, sure. Who, who Do you think Donald Trump is going to be, be the father? You say the first lady is going to get pregnant. Yeah, Donald's going to be the father. Okay. Trump, okay, yeah. so Melania. No, no scandal, no scandal. But it, it'll be, yeah. honestly, if she does get pregnant, she'll become the darling of the United States. Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> oh, I like that kind of Jackie Kennedy-like. Yeah. 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 Oh, that would be interesting. Okay, Alan, I did not. I love the original insights. So you'll have to uh, you'll have to keep me posted. Well, thank you so much for calling. Hey, how's the weather treating you, Alan? It's good. I'm out here doing my job, and it's cold, but not too icy Georgia. on the roads. I'm native Georgian, so I'm used to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. Well, this week it'll be seventy. <laughs> yeah, now, I I like the variety of weather in Atlanta, but people aren't always ready for it. You got to take some time nah. off. Stay safe. All right, you too. All right, thanks for calling, Alan. I'll talk to you again. So, uh, yeah, that would be quite a a development. That, that, I mean, that'd be a, a pretty pretty bold, and um, I think they could spin that in some pretty positive ways. Oh yeah, but dude, I hate to think that psyops can run that deep. They do it on purpose for PR reasons. Oh, absolutely, they they're going to run that deep. <sighs> I mean, sh- the show President Trump is still you know you know manly and uh, yes, wife, what's he seventy years old? Yes. Speaking of which, did we talk about that Mick Jagger had a child who is younger than his great-grandchild? I think we did mention that. That's, <laughs> that. That's kooky. That is absolutely <laughs> kooky. So, uh, all right, that would be a good one. That's interesting because Putin does all the virility stuff. Yeah. You know, like they have shots of him with his shirt off. Wrestling a bear and all these, you know, crazy things like that. We should look forward to a lot of shirtless Trump pictures. (laughs) I do not think we're going to get some. I've seen some of the fake ones, and that does hurt real people, those fake pictures. Yes, yes. (laughs) The velvet paintings and everything. So, okay, so we've got some some predictions rolling. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. My next prediction after this. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
very cold today outside the studio. It is 25 degrees. It's going to be 16 overnight. And uh, the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Talking about 2017, what do you expect? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Allen in Peachtree City. Hi, Allen. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Thank you for having me on. I have a prediction for 2017 that... I just can't be quite technical, so I'm going to do my best to explain it. I believe that since 2010 or so, all Apple devices have a government code tracking malware in them that is sending data from all of them. Because in iOS 8, which we're now on iOS 10.2, and it's everybody believes that Apple devices can't have malware. So they've been able to hide this on all Apple devices from the watches, laptops, to your phones. And it's going to be found in 2017 and rediscovered that it's been there since uh, you know, 2010. Oh, can you give me a little background on, a little color on why you think that? Yes, ma'am, it would go back to actually Snowden documents that he released and what that certain organization, starting with an N, that they could do in the documentation and the books that they sold. And it started with that ah. and how they were able to hide certain code in the hardware. And we'll look at, uh, and you would have to do a little bit more research, but this was also found that the Chinese were doing it in Lenovo tablets. And that's where I found this and started thinking more about it. If you combine the two, you can see it would be quite easy for a government organization to do that on the Apple devices. All right, so the Chinese were doing it. i got to ask you a quick question because I'm going to run out of time. The Chinese were doing it. What happened when that was discovered? Did it stop? Oh, well, the Lenovo tablets, they came with all of them already installed as like a testing software. And it did stop once it was found. They released a new BIOS and... You know, even now you could probably go on eBay and find some that still have that software because they weren't scrubbed clean. See, what happens with stuff like that, in my opinion, is like the USA Patriot Act, the USA Freedom Act. Edward Snowden came out, and I immediately was like, this guy is setting us up. And when the USA Patriot Act expired, they had no reason to reinforce that element of it. So they acted like they were doing us a favor by putting, giving us the USA Freedom Act which just pushed down this metadata collection to the private companies where it was harder to monitor. So if what you're saying comes true, and that is really interesting, we're going to keep our eyes open to that, I, I would add, I don't think, I think that what would come out of it is another step towards that kind of surveillance being an accepted thing. It's like they get you used to it. So that's a great one. Uh, ready for more? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. My next predictions for 2017. Coming up next, this is Monica Perez. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday afternoon, usually 3 to 6. Tonight I'm on 5 to 7. So if you just tuned in, that's okay. We've got an hour left. And I am doing what I always do on the first show of the year and tell you what I expect from 2017. And a couple of things that uh, I've been talking about, my expectations, one is that I think the number one theme will be cybersecurity. And I called Obama the surveillance president, and I was all set to call Hillary the censorship president 
But I think that title, whether he wants it or not, is going to end up going to Trump. But there were a few little items of the surveillance state that weren't buttoned up in my observation. And I had written them as things that would be finalized in 2017. One was that law firms and bathrooms would enter the surveillance state. Those are the only two places I could think of that you actually could have some expectation of privacy. Something to look forward to. <laughs> I know. Well, I thought the transgender law thing would would make bathrooms like no longer a safe space so that they would you would expect you know, because you would be like, ah, uh, and you'd kind of want some kind of a security there. You don't yeah. want to be in an unsafe zone. But then the the shooting in Fort Lauderdale yesterday, the guy went into the bathroom to load his gun. So I th- I actually think that's putting in people's minds, you know, bathrooms are a place where you have privacy. Do and we know which bathroom? I believe it was the men's bathroom, right. not the one that Ari Fleischer was tweeting from. <laughs> so Ari Fleischer was tweeting in real time about the shooting because he was there. Ari Fleischer was the former, I think, chief of staff for Bush W., And uh, there was something funny about his tweets. He was tweeting and Trump was tweeting. And the timestamps on those tweets were actually before the event happened. And I noticed that and I thought it was weird. And I took screenshots of it. And then when I went back this morning to their Twitter feeds, the timestamp was was later again. So that's totally weird. And there was an article from the Daily Beast that was published at 110 who said that he had just gotten a live exclusive interview with Ari Fleischer whose first tweet was at, you know, at absolutely best case scenario, 13 minutes before. So there's a lot of weird things on this story. So if you want to check it out, tell me what you think. Go to PropagandaReportDaily.com. And, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to speculate on what it all means, but it's super weird. (laughs) So you might want to check that out right now. And Binkley, we do. Uh, on Propaganda Report Daily, we do. I post podcasts of this show, and I also we also do podcasts for iTunes and YouTube and stuff. So tell people what you want them to do if they're interested in those podcasts. Go to propreport.com, and uh, there's going to be a little apple on the right side. Click on that apple and subscribe to us at iTunes. Leave a review, leave a rating, and yeah, check out our videos. Subscribe to our YouTube pages as well. Yeah, it's good if you subscribe. It, I think it pushes that stuff up in the search engine. So we like that. And uh, I want to, first of all, I'm happy to take calls. I have some of the best predictions are from calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. And then uh, I'm going to tell you more of what I expect to kind of be the theme of 2017, do you let's have some tweets at Monica Perez show. Come on, Bankley, what you got? All right. We have from uh, HD high def. He says that liberals falling to pieces over Trump may backfire when he's not as bad as they claimed. And Trump may win another term. I had well, I, I guess I assumed he would win another term. I thought of that. I thought there's so much hype. And like with Obama, people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, according to Newsweek, we're all socialists now and really panicked everybody. And. On the one hand, it kind of feels like, whatever, the trees didn't stop growing, but, man, a lot of damage was done. Yeah. So I I can't – I mean, the Trump thing, I really don't know what they're afraid of. If they would just defend the Tenth Amendment, which I think – that's actually one of my predictions. The Bill of Rights will continue to be 
uh, neutralized one by one and in the crosshairs under, you know, for the next year at least, if not longer, the First Amendment. So we're going to have that's what the fake news, the free press crackdown is going to attack the First Amendment. But the Fifth Amendment, I think, is going to be seriously in the crosshairs where due process uh, is going to be brushed aside so that you can put people on watch lists, no-fly, no-buy lists, without due process of law based on um, people's assessment of your mental health, if maybe you're a vet who had some psych issues, if uh, your so-called domestic terrorism. Of course, it'll start with Muslims, where it is starting, but... This shooter had a bunch of psych issues, and... You're talking about the Fort Lauderdale shooter? Yeah. I mean, if you read one of those articles, like, everybody in his family is like, basically, he's... His head has been messed up since he got back from Iraq, and he'd even been, I think, institutionalized at one point. See, that's really crazy because I had written in my notes of what I expected from 2017 that exact th- – or uh, ex- basically that they would target vets with psych issues, and I actually gave it a name. I thought they would call it the Chris Kyle Law because those are the guys not with psych issues, but vets are who they want to disarm because those are the guys who <laughs> – are toughened, hardened. They know how to do stuff. They can use weapons, and they fought for what they, what they. The reason they fought was to defend the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. You know, to the extent that's how how it's sold to them. So if things start getting worse, those are the last guys you want here to stand up against the increasingly militarized, centralized uh, police. That's where. The whole police thing is going. That's my number one prediction, actually. Or I should say, I mean, it's not. this isn't totally in order, but the cybersecurity thing is a super big one. I, I expect a cybersecurity omnibus bill. But I also, uh, equally important, I think we're going to have this, and I've been predicting this for a while, and before it was on anybody's radar, I just noticed that the that crime has plummeted in the past 20 years since Clinton and Newt Gingrich and those guys uh, had criminal justice reform and they put like jillions of people in jail. They gave three strikes. I mean, it's terrible when it's like uh, crimes that aren't violent or against people. So if you smoke pot and go to jail, like to me as a libertarian, that's not okay. If you steal somebody's money to buy the pot, that's, you should go to jail for that. So I'm all for criminal justice reform in that I don't think people should be incarcerated for uh, crimes that are just decided as crimes instead of truly criminal. Like it's called in law mala prohibita. It's bad because it's prohibited versus mala in se. It's bad in itself. So those so I only think you should ever go to jail. There shouldn't even be mala prohibita laws. But as far as going to jail, but they did put a lot of people in jail And the crime rate just absolutely plummeted. And I noticed that that really takes a big piece of um, power away from the government, that if people are not afraid on a day-to-day basis, uh, and also gun rights. Gun rights is what keeps us from having a lot of street crime like they have in Europe. People will complain heavily about street crime over there where they have stricter gun control. So I feel like they take the... Uh, if they are going to, they're talking about criminal justice reform, but why? Because they care about pot smokers being in jail. Like no one's saying that, you know, <laughs> so they're the law firm. So they, uh, I feel like they're 
pumping up this idea of increased crime. I predicted after Ferguson that when Obama said we're going to pull back or have kinder, gentler policing, that we would immediately have a rise in crime, or at least that was how they would report it. That's exactly what's happened. And they, they're going to use this to justify, just like the black versus blue thing, the Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter thing. They're going to use it to justify a lot more policing, a lot more boots on the ground, a lot more uh, surveillance, body cameras, all that kind of stuff, I think. Uh, and, and the highlight of it, the thing that's really going to take another step, which is this Fifth Amendment thing, is pre-crime, where they're going to use social media to uh, what they call criminal profiling. So yeah. I heard somebody say, no more racial profiling. That would be wrong. But criminal profiling can tell if you're a criminal before you commit any crimes. That's pre-crime, and that is where we're headed, in my opinion. I, I agree. With Facebook, we're giving them everything they need to know about our personality. That is one thing they're targeting, too, is that they want constant access to social media to monitor that, to highlight, to flag where where to go. And there was a big article right on cue, in my opinion, in The Wall Street Journal about how, unlike other cities, New York did not experience this huge spike in crime in 2016. And they stopped Stop and Frisk, which was a controversial program. The Democratic mayor did away with it. But uh, they attributed it to having uh, more boots on the ground. They said a sharp increase in the size of the police force, intense focus on crime hotspots, which is where is this pre-crime thing. They look at patterns, <laughs> just like Minority Report, that movie, and then a crime tracking system called CompStat that re- relies on timely and accurate information and intelligence, which is really uh, surveillance. So that's, I think, going to be But it's weird. timely and accurate. Accurate. I know. It's, well, it's accurate if it's it, – so this is something that's happening in Germany right now. They resist that kind of stuff because of the way East Germany was run and the Nazis. I mean, they were full of Nazis and communists. They, they, yeah. They're not great with the see something, say something thing. So this last – this Christmas time event in Germany, one of the key themes that you got from the reporting was – they held the wrong guy. They had to let him go, blah, 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 because the eyewitnesses were not accurate. And if only they had had surveillance cameras everywhere like we have, they, they wouldn't have had those problems. So they're trying. It actually says it says like spells it out. They, we are trying to use this event to convince the German people to allow cameras everywhere. Yeah. I mean, eyewitnesses are historically not accurate. Like in a court of law, they're just they're not yeah, reliable. But actually, I was reading a study. I have to dig it up. A guy went back and looked at all the mass casualty events before the modern era, right? So maybe before 2000. And he found that the eyewitness uh, accounts of those, like the Texas um, Watchtower shooting, which was a long time ago, the eyewitness accounts were actually quite accurate. So were the body counts, all the details released like immediately by the cops, by the people in the newspaper held up over time. The story did not change. It was only after what looks like, you know, an operation that that uses these crises, provokes them, even arranges them, that it's only then that you started to see where the the narrative has to morph. Okay, so people before others could get in there and manipulate them and kind of shape what they see, like the initial reporting from local reporters? Yeah, it was reporters, the police, and people on the scene. Now, I know that, like, in a court of law, they say, what color eyes did the guy have, and you can get that wrong. But when, when these guys, all those 
people and institutions put together the stories, they came out with the right uh, with the right answer right away. It didn't keep changing. I'll have to dig that up. Very interesting. All right, more calls uh, after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at Monica Perez Show. 620 in the Corey Carrier WSB 24-hour traffic center. I-20 eastbound between County Road 49, exit 210, and Alabama-Georgia State Line near Heflin. Road flow completely stopped if you're traveling along that strip of pavement. Expect at least a 30-minute delay in your trip time. I-20 eastbound at Post Road, exit 30. The exit is completely blocked. It's iced over, and cars attempting to exit are sliding back down the ramp. And wrecking crews still trying to clear that fatal accident on State Road 282 east and westbound at Woodridge Drive. Car slid on the ice and hit a utility pole. We've got one confirmed fatality. I'm Satonia Moore, WSB. The Republican plan to cut health care would make America sick again. Make America sick again? What would be an appropriate acronym for that? MASA. Nobody knows. You see, folks, the Democrats want to continue to be your MASA fuck health care. Herman Kane every day at 9 a.m. on WSB. What if the earth has more than four corners? Stop wondering and start wandering now with 30% off every guest in the Caribbean. Adventures on Oasis of the Seas sailing from Port Canaveral started just $6.99. But hurry, this opportunity is for a limited time only. So come seek the Royal Caribbean and call 1-800-ROYAL-CARIBBEAN or your travel agent today. Offer applies to select sailings. Prices per person double occupancy and subject to availability. Taxes and fees additional. Restrictions apply. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's a new year, and people everywhere have resolved to make 2017 a better, healthier one. A great way to start is by getting a good night's sleep. But for those of you who suffer from sleep apnea, it can be difficult to get the restful sleep you need. If you or a loved one have sleep apnea and can't get relief from CPAP, there is another treatment option available. Inspire is a revolutionary FDA-approved implantable device for sleep apnea. Controlled with a small remote, Inspire delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open throughout the night, giving you the sleep you need to be healthier, happier, and more productive in the coming year and beyond. Inspire is currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The future of sleep therapy is here. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find a doctor who can help determine if Inspire is right for you. Make 2017 your best, healthiest year yet at InspireSleep.com. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB, Atlanta's exclusive 24-hour news weather and traffic station. Keep it here all weekend for your chance to win the McDonald's weekend prize pack. Featuring a four-pack of tickets to the Georgia RV and Camper Show, January 20th through 22nd at the Cobb Galleria Center. And a pair of tickets to see Jay Leno on February 18th at the Cobb Energy Center. The weekend prize pack on WSB is presented by McDonald's. I'm loving it. Thanks for calling Somobiotics. Are you calling for a free trial of our belly flattening breakthrough? Actually, I already got the free trial. It totally flattened my belly. Wow, that's great news. But now I have a problem I never thought I'd have. My belly just keeps getting flatter. I mean, I don't want to look like a runway model, but I don't want to stop taking somabiotics either. Because seriously, I've never looked this good. <laughs> well, here's one thing you can do. Only take somabiotics every other day. 
That'll keep up your results without making your belly too flat. And if you ever need to ramp up your belly flattening results again, just go back to taking it every day. To get your free trial of Somabiotics, call 1-800-661-5589. You're going to love how you look. And if your belly flattening results are too dramatic, simply reduce use to every other day. But hurry and call now for details while they're still giving it away for free. Call 1-800-661-5589. That's 1-800-661-5589. 1-800-661-5589. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today, a cold, barely 32 degrees, slightly warmer tomorrow with a high of 37. And we are talking about our expectations for 2017. And my big ones so far have been a big cybersecurity omnibus bill and this increasing uh, call for larger police state, more centrally controlled more power, more surveillance at the police level, and especially this uh, acceptance of pre-crime, which is a complete violation of the Fifth Amendment of due process, where you have to be convicted of something to lose your rights. So do we have any uh, tweets, Binkley, or you want to? Yeah, we got one from Resist We Much. He tweeted that uh, for last year's show, he predicted that at least one Supreme Court justice would die unexpectedly, kind of mysteriously. I totally remember that, and I actually played it on air when uh, when Justice Scalia died in February. I remember thinking that was really prescient. So I want Resist We Much to call me and tell me what he expects for 2017 and see what happens. I, I know there were other expectations that Trump would have. One of the tweets I got had, uh, suggested that Trump would end up having the opportunity to nominate three Supreme Court justices. And I think it's including Merrick Garland, who was Obama's pick. So wow, maybe the idea is, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying it out loud because those are the kind of predictions that you're like, holy cow. Yeah. If we can find that, we should probably give that person credit in case it really comes true. But uh, so, so those are my, the bill of rights is going to continue to be under fire. Another thing that I wonder about uh, or that I expect is this intelligence consolidation. So there's all this Russian hacking thing. We've got all this uh, controversy around that. Trump is attacking them. James Clapper, a known liar, and his gang are making just innuendos. If you dig into the statements they make, they're never like, here's proof. It's just we feel strongly. You've got to trust us. And Trump's like, I don't trust you. So then what I think is going to happen, I think this is a pretext for a lot of different things to happen, including the cybersecurity omnibus, like, well, we don't need to attack Russia. We just need to button ourselves up, fight fire with fire. There, I, I read one article, Putin is an autocrat. He's got unlimited power. We can't fight against that. So we either have to act like that or give it up, you know, so maybe they'll use it to have a little more totalitarianism. But I do think what he's going to do with the intelligence agencies is consolidate them so it's maybe under control of his national security guys without too many other people at the top so they can really control what they're doing and push people maybe out into the field. Maybe they'll uh, expand this insider threat operation, which was I think it was the CIA guy, John Brennan, wanted to crack down on whistleblowers. 
So if you see, if you work inside and you see something very wrong and you blow the whistle, they want to institute a program where you really get the book thrown at you before uh, you can tell anybody, which is really not right. Yeah, so that's the problem is that uh, they become defensive at our expense. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. More tweets after this at Monica Perez Show. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturday afternoons, usually from 3 to 6. Tonight I'm on till 7, and I have a McDonald's weekend prize pack for you. A four-pack of tickets to the Georgia RV and Camper Show, January 20th to 22nd at the Cobb Galleria Center. And a pair of tickets to see Jay Leno on February 18th at the Cobb Energy Center. The first to call 404-741-0750 gets that. And I love, I don't know, Binkley, have you seen Jay Leno's Garage? It's a show. It's like there's so few things that my entire family can agree on. It's like usually food, which drives me crazy to sit around watching food at night. <laughs> and cars. So it's really, it's actually, I really enjoy the he show. He has a lot of cars, a lot of nice cars. Yes, and, and the show is good. So now I'm, uh, although I'm sure my politics are about as far from Jay Leno's as possible. I don't know. He's not too political, but I just get the sense but I kind of now I like him now that I like that show. <laughs> anyway, so what we're talking about is 2017 and what we see coming down the road. And I knocked off a few of the, the things. Uh, what's your number one? Or give me a tweet or tell me your number one, whichever you want to do. Why don't you tell me your number one? My number one for 2017? Yeah. Um, this might not be my number one, but it's close. I think we're going to see a lot more uh, live stream, probably a big live streamed terror event. Because live stream has kind of uh, come to the forefront of, uh, of late. Right. And there was that event this week of the kids. Uh, it was like a black on white crime or. Um, yeah, yeah. Four, I think four black kids beat up a white uh, handicapped kid. Excuse me. And it was live. And I, I heard that they are holding those people without bail. Really? Which seems really crazy to me since they let murderers out without, you know, on bail sometimes. Right. And they have not. They will not call it a hate crime in the media. I mean, picking on and my son has Down syndrome. So, like, I am always kind of feel worried about people picking on kids with uh, disabilities. I think that's a, I don't know what, what kind of crime it was, but people are pretty mean to kids with disabilities. Yeah. I think I bet you could find they I think they pump up these stories when they fit a uh, controversial or like a, a theme that will create conflict, like Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, you could probably, I, I mean, I don't know if people end up dead every day, but like in this case where nobody ended up dead, there's probably on the school bus incidents like that all the time. But if, yeah. it, if it fits the, the narrative that they want to push, that's why like sometimes they maybe create crises, but there are plenty of crises out there right. in a the country of 320 million people, you know, where... Yeah, and uh, Facebook live stream stuff, kind of like what you were saying, where we're voluntarily submitting our information to Facebook, people are now voluntarily turning their cameras on. Yes, and we got an Echo, an Amazon Echo, Uh (laughs) for Christmas, and I literally will not take it out of the box because, I mean, it's probably already listening. You need to light it on fire. (laughs) I watched The Falcon and the Snowman not too long ago. Remember that old movie? No. Falcon and the Snowman. It was a good movie about spy. It's a true story with Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton about these kids who spied for the Russians. 
and they one of the kids gets a an owl for a present, like a stuffed owl. Oh, okay. Taxidermy owl. <laughs> Not an actual owl. owl, stuffed owl. <laughs> and by the end, he's so paranoid that he's like ripping the owl apart. Like he thinks, so like, the echo is my owl. I'm looking at him like, I know it's still in the box. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it alive? It's like Meet the Parents where the, the stuffed animal watches the kid. Oh, yes. Those are real, though. Yeah. Anyway, so, so let me just uh, tell my, my next one. There, there's a couple... The economy is one that's really hard to predict, and it was my big fail from 2016, besides not knowing that Trump would win, was I thought the economy would go south because I look at the indicators, I look at how people perceive the economy, what they actually think about what's going on as another like politically manipulated sense. Like People think what it is is what they're told it is rather than their own personal experience. So I say, my when I look at what you think is going to happen to the economy, half the time I feel like it's what do they want you to think. And uh, so last year I thought that uh, there was going to be um, a downturn in the economy because I thought that Jeb Bush was going to win. That was my prediction last year. I had a lot of good predictions, but I had a couple of doozies that did not work out. So I figured the economy had to tank under a Democrat in order to get a Republican elected. But it didn't really work out that way. So I don't know what's going to happen going forward. But I had a tweet from at where did Dean go right after the election? I said, what do you guys think? To my Twitter followers, what do you guys think this is all about? That Trump's winning? Is this just what you see is what you get? Or is there uh, something going on here? Is this guy being set up or is he setting us up? And he immediately responded, Dean did, saying maybe they're going to start raising rates and tank the economy and they want to blame it on a Republican or a conservative or an outsider or however you want to characterize Trump for taking that blame. And uh, and I read an article recently by a guy named Brandon Smith that said the same thing. So there is a chance of that, that, that in order for them to stop the zero interest rate thing, they, they're going to crash the economy or the stock market and that – they will blame the Republican. But on the other hand, the way the stock market is responding right now, people seem to be very hopeful that that reduced taxes or letting big companies bring tax money back home is going to create a lot of stimulus. Now, one thing that's pretty clear is that interest rate or a few things that are clear are that interest rates are going to rise, that uh, Trump is going to spend like a drunken sailor because <laughs> he kind of says it like that. We need to spend money. Don't worry about it. Well, it'll work out because we'll have a lot of growth. That's what he says. But I don't know about the growth. I do think he's he talks about it was the only thing he said in his acceptance speech was talking about infrastructure spending. And he talks about reducing taxes. So that combination of more spending and fewer taxes, you really need a lot of growth if you're going to uh, if the one if the revenue tax revenue is going to offset the bigger spending and if you don't have that growth and your interest rates are going up your national debt is going to balloon because you have more spending less revenue and then the interest interest is is kind of a small part of our deficit right now because the rates are so low but we have 20 trillion dollars of debt that's a lot of debt. It's a lot of debt. So at 1% increase, if, if it were all rolled over today at a 1% higher rate, it's whatever. It would be $200 billion of interest in one year for no value. So that, that could really have an impact on the debt. I can't even comp 
comprehend that amount of money. It it, it means it's so meaningless to me because it's so large. And and nobody talked about the debt during the elections, the campaigns. So nobody talked about it. And I had a caller, I forgot who it was, maybe Steve, who said, "Why, why is nobody talking about this? And I realized, and I remember when I was asked about it, I said, the people will say, when will the debt be paid off? And it looks to me, just by looking at it, that there's really no possible way to ever pay off that debt. That that is definitely not the plan. And at the, you know, even if it just stopped growing and you just had interest forever, like you had an interest-only mortgage, you could probably live with that. Yeah. But it's going to keep growing, and I and I feel like it means there has to be a kind of what's called a paradigm shift. It's got to be a change in the structure, the monetary system of the world, or like a restructuring, which Trump hinted at. He said we could just restructure it or whatever, you know, and that's his thing, right? His his big business uh, highlights are what he said, I use bankruptcy to my benefit and I'll do it for you, you know, is kind of the implication there. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, there's a deeper theory, economic theory out there that I saw on a really trippy website, Philosophy of Metrics. Both of those guys, Brandon Smith and the Philosophy of Metrics guys, saw the Trump win coming a mile away. So they've got some credibility right now, but they have totally opposite views of what the meaning is. So the Philosophy of Metric guy says that we're going to have – prosperity and growth, but that we are going to have a complete change uh, over time in the monetary system and that uh, they'll switch from the dollar being like the international currency to special drawing rights to a kind of international basket. And the implications of that is if the rest of the world isn't using dollars, the dollars come home and that makes prices go up without adding any value that's that's really inflationary and if your wages don't go up at the same rate as prices it really affects your standard of living that could be bad and then you really couldn't do a lot of trading it really screws up a lot of things so it gets it gets complicated i really uh, because i think these things are highly manipulated i'd have to understand why what what they're doing and why and i don't so i think there's two like polar opposites of what could happen i guess my gut says Ending the zero interest rate regime is going to mess things up, and Trump will be blamed. But we'll see. I'm not standing behind that. That was a very wishy-washy, <laughs> <laughs> lukewarm kind of thing. I've got a few more things. Um, I think it's obvious we're going to have an escalation in the Middle East. We're going to have boots on the ground there. The Secretary of State is the CEO of Exxon. The Secretary of Defense is so close to having been a general in the military, they're actually going to have to pass a law to allow him to take control because there's strict control against uh, rules against having the military run the Defense Department. You're not supposed to do that because they always want to – they want war, right? Like that's how they think. I'm not saying they're warmongers, but that's how they think, and you want to avoid that. But he's on the board of General Dynamics, which is a huge defense contractor. So the Secretary of Defense is a defense guy. The Secretary of State is going to be uh, an oil guy. And then you've got Treasury. Every, every, like everybody else is a Goldman guy. And I always think the military-industrial complex is the bankers, energy, and defense. Well, we need a pharmaceutical guy in there. and That's we'll... like the second tier. Yeah. Big farm, big pharma, big tech. Those are like my tier two. But it's just funny that the tier one is all in position. So I feel like for sure you're going to have more and bigger war in the Middle East if only for, for because that's how 
what those guys want. And if they're the guys on the scene, Johnny on the spot, they get what they want. And we're going to have some digital wars, I think. I think that's going to be the next frontier. Oh, cyber warfare? Yeah. With Russia? Possibly Russia, China, whatever. They're going to somehow put viruses in computers that can jump off of computers. It's going to be, I mean. (laughs) And make people actually sick? Like fake news is going to hurt people? Yeah, we're going to be literal zombies. I do think fake news is going to hurt real people. Painful fake news. Yes, viral. (laughs) So, (laughs) viruses. Uh, So I think that, I think Europe, uh, we're going to see... Big strides in the surveillance state and curtailment of rights, especially in Germany. France is already a step ahead on that. Their state of emergency just seems to go on forever. Uh, I talked earlier about how these terror attacks in Germany are being spun as not having enough surveillance. They should give up on their their aversion to the government watching them. And uh, But I think it was something that you said, that nationalism might backfire. Do you think that's really what's going to happen over there? Because uh, I think that that I, – I originally thought that that was the point of Brexit. I thought they uh, made Brexit happen because it put the idea of world government in people's minds and made it a trendy, progressive thing. And then they can showcase nationalism as they can make it fail and make it appear to be a bad thing. Well, it's possible that uh, – that that was the plan because it's so surprising that the whole EU is undergoing a 180. I mean, this march towards world government is in the books since before or at the end of World War II, before that, with the League of Nations at the end of World War One. But in the original meeting for the U.N. in San Francisco, led by Alger Hiss, who was a convicted communist, communist spy, yeah. He had Who said, moved to where Bernie Sanders moved to in near Vermont right now? <laughs> oh, really? Is that yeah. a hotbed? It was in the 50s. It was a hotbed. Where, where where Bernie Sanders lives was a hotbed. Well, they looked at uh, – he talked about the U.N. being a prototype for world government that eventually would have the ability to enforce laws. And so that was really the goal since the beginning. So regionalization – like the North American Union that Heidi Cruz and Bill Weld wanted and the European Union that George Soros pushed, all that kind of stuff. Those were things that were clearly marching in that direction. And when, when it starts to look like they're taking a 180, I mean, that's a level of reversal that it's hard for me to think just happened without, you know, these guys are like, oh. I can't believe it. Like, if only we'd had some way to control these little pieces of paper that people can vote with. But <laughs> democracy, you know, like I'm skeptical yeah. about about the purity of the democratic system, not just the vote counts. But even if you think the vote counts are 100 percent accurate, you have this problem of this manipulation, which is what they mean when they talk about Russia hacking the election. They're just saying Russian propaganda influences people so our propaganda influences people it's it really that's when you really start going down the rabbit hole we're going to wrap it up after this uh i have time for one more call 800 wsb talk this is monica perez monica perez on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb Mostly sunny with a high of 42 forecast for Monday as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Wrapping up my 2017 predictions, the 
Uh, if you want to hear them from the beginning, I'm going to post the podcast on uh, my new website, PropagandaReportDaily.com, probably early in the week. There's lots of stuff there if you want to keep following what we're doing when we're offline or when the next show is going to be. I'm off next week, but I'm back the week after. And uh, my two things I didn't get to yet. I'm just going to throw out there. I was still waiting for the other shoe to drop on the Secret Service, which seemed to be failing. I wonder how Trump's heart really is. And I think Obamacare will be partially repealed, a total disaster, and they'll relabel it Trump Care, which Binkley just told me that Obama had actually already coined that. I hate getting scooped. <laughs> but I want to make time for John in Atlanta to have the last word. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Um, I don't feel as strongly now about this as I did prior to November. But I think that um, that within, uh, let's say this time next year, we'll, we'll be having a President Mike Pence and not a President Trump. I think he has no desire to be president for four years, much less eight. I think he's going to get everything set up the way he wants it, uh, bring in all the people that, that, that he likes, and then he's going to say, I saved the country by preventing Hillary from becoming president, and now I'm going to turn it over to Mike Pence. That's very interesting. I I will tell you, if he's really a billionaire, we know he's the oldest president to be sworn in for a first time. He's 70. Uh, wouldn't you want to? I mean, who would want to deal with this aggravation? And if you and right. if you, you know, and if you step aside from Mike Pence, then he's in the driver's seat for the next election. And I think he could even go for two more terms, actually, if he was super popular. That's thinking That's outside true. the box, John. I like that a lot. Anything else? You got anything else for us? Um, well, um, did you see the thing about uh, that the Fed is going to start guarding the voting boxes now? Oh, yes. Box. Did you tweet that to me, that the federal yeah. government is – you tweeted yeah, that? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, they act like they're, – they're promoting this idea that Russia hacked the election, which gives people the impression. I saw a poll that, like, most people think they actually hacked the – uh, the actual votes, which they didn't. They just hacked the emails and whatever. So now they get this opportunity, this excuse for the feds to come in and uh, insert themselves in the election process. And that's when you really are going to have election fraud. When it's centralized, it's out of your control. Georgia is uh, Brian Kemp. I think he's the secretary of state of Georgia. Well, he, he was identified the DHS as the ones who hacked the uh, election records in Georgia. So I don't trust him. Very interesting. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks. You can communicate with me in the meanwhile. Keep up on where we're going to be. Hear the podcast, new podcast I do with Binkley on Propaganda Report Daily. Until then, this is Monica Perez. Hello, hello. Live and festive in the public's holiday headquarters studio at WSB. Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. When I can get it, when there's sports, I uh, sometimes move around. So next week, I'm going to be on Saturday, January 7th from 5 to 7, talking about my predictions for 2017. Today is December 31st, 2016, last day of the year. Happy New Year. Hope you have a great night. I'm looking forward to... 
uh, having some fun. I always have like a massive diet in January, so this is a big night for me. Really? Yes, I can't. Uh, I always have to. The holidays just set me back like ten pounds, so I always have to hit the ground running. I mean, with, you're gonna tonight's a big night. What are you gonna do? Just to eat a lot. Oh, My okay. husband has a fourteen pound wagyu. A, a what? Gross. <laughs> Which I do not know. He's just ridiculous. It's like he's cooking for an army. <laughs> and then it stays in the fridge. I'm supposed to eat it like all week long, which I'm not doing this time. Just put it out there. Not eating the leftovers every day. So that's it. Nothing, not big by like single people standards. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be home with my kids yeah. in bed. So, but I am looking forward to it. And I, and I love this show of the year because I look back on 2016. This is my producer, Binkley. Binkley, it was an interesting year and uh, we also have a show that we do on YouTube and iTunes called The Propaganda Report. If you want to check that out, the website's thepropreport.com and you can get all our uh, episodes on there. And Binkley, we actually did, our most recent one was a list of like every major event the top 40 events of the year we went through what we thought was fake what we thought was real what we thought was spun we're going to scale that back i want to do something like that now but uh i want to just take there was an ap poll associated press poll where people listed what their top 10 events of 2016 were and what i want to do is i want you to read those to me 10 to 1 maybe we could do rapid fire whatever and I'll tell you not so much if they were fake or real, but what agenda item they are serving. First, I, I do have uh, want to get to Tony, who's on the line. I want to talk to him first. And I will take calls about uh, if you have an, an event from 2016, you want to get my opinion on what the agenda is. Give me a call at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet it at Monica Perez Show. Let me talk to Tony in Dawsonville. Hi, Tony. You're on with Monica. Hey there. Uh, the worst thing in 2016 was the Democrat Party was stupid enough to run Hillary and not run Joe Biden. And they, the best thing yeah. is just darn elections over. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But, uh, Thank you. So much. I'm also taking, I will take the uh, calls on what the best and worst thing of 2016 was uh, at 404 750 or 800-WSB-TALK. There, it was really a fatiguing year. I was getting sick of it because I always do the news story. The biggest news stories of the week is generally what I talk about on my show. And I was just getting burnt out on the election stuff. The themes in general were kind of, uh, you know, I think that there's like certain number of agenda items that the mainstream media will push any news that supports those agenda items. So I don't think you're really getting a full view of where people are like the, you know, there's one thing I always talk about that, how you can. The media manipulates people, the government, the institutions, academia, all that stuff, how it manipulates you. But there's an element of what people are really feeling and what their real ideals and principles are, what their priorities are. You can't you can't suppress that totally. And I feel like the big agenda items are meant to shape how we think about what people are feeling and maybe the trump election certainly one of the themes of the trump election was uh, a lot of the bigwigs the pundits 
missed the boat on what was really driving this country. You know, I, I do always think there's more to what we're hearing than sees the eye that, that, that meets the eye. Certainly the fact that they were talking about that as the takeaway lesson makes me wonder what they're trying to accomplish. But that's peeling the onion one layer too much. So, Binkley, I want, if you would, let's go from 10 to 1. Throw me out the event or the theme or whatever, and I'll tell you what I think the agenda item was. All right. The first one, number 10, is Hillary Clinton's emails. You know, that one I totally thought was just meant to make it look like she was battling some bad press, but it was just a big nothing burger, and it was. But I feel like or it was never as bad as some of the things I think she actually did. Like uh, having a private server wasn't as bad as what (laughs) the emails I thought were actually going to say. But I, I see now I think a big part of the Hillary email thing was to set up a cyber war with Russia for the next administration. Yes. Uh, Do you want to hear mine on that? Yeah. So that I don't say global government for every single one of these. um, (laughs) Some of my answers might be a little bit, uh, a little bit odd, but this one I'm going to say to similar to what you said, a limited hangout to distract attention away from a global network of pedophiles. (laughs) It's not similar to what I said. Uh, but that is interesting because what you're talking about is the Jeffrey Epstein thing, which a lot of people in the mainstream media think that the Jeffrey Epstein pedophile scandal is the same or in the same category as the Pizzagate scandal. They might be, but the difference is Jeffrey Epstein was actually convicted of it and went to jail for it, and he was one of the founders of the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton so, Global Initiative. They do differentiate between those oh, two. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Good. I like to be corrected. So I guess there's some of that uh, – Yes, I think there might be some of that. Certainly a lot of diversionary stuff in there. Okay, keep going. Number nine, the Supreme Court. That came up on several lists. So Antonin Scalia died, um, and of course at first you have to wonder if it was murder or what. And my mother, who prays to Antonin Scalia now. Wow. She prays to him. (laughs) Get your mind around that. Him and Mother Teresa, now Saint Mother Teresa, Saint Teresa of Calcutta. Yeah. So, Saint but Scalia. she she pointed out that he that he died after a big meal on a Friday during Lent, which she thought was uh, a, a narrative that was hard to buy. So, see, sometimes having the interesting scoop, yeah. So, I don't know. I really never, I never got to uh, feeling like I had a conclusion about that one. Stumps me. Um. I don't know, to maybe maybe to launch Justice Gin, Ginsburg's rap career. I don't get that. Joke. Saturday Night Live, <laughs> a character, Justice Ginsburg, just she raps on the show. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, I don't stay up that late. Thank goodness. What's next? Syria. Syria. The Syria thing is a false narrative to get us involved in a geopolitical maneuverings. Some people call it pipelinistan, that it's all about the oil and gas or at least about world power. It's not about saving the citizens of Syria from their own government. That's yeah, not what yeah. it's about. And so for me, the big thing about Syria is a false narrative to justify intervention on behalf of the military industrial complex, not on behalf of the Syrian children. I agree. The agenda is is to create a pawn to create a humanitarian pretext for war. Keep going. Number seven, the Democratic Party email leaks. 
Yes. Uh, I guess they were meant to sink Hillary, which I did not see at the time. And also, obviously, that's the big one that launched Pizzagate, I think. Or yeah. no, the Podesta emails launched Pizzagate. But this is the stuff that uh, is being used to justify, even by Russia, right? And you end up the Russian uh, the co- conflicts with Russia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. This is the evidence they're using. This is the evidence <laughs> they're using for fake news, for alt-right, for Russia, for everything that they're doing to demonize. But it's not evidence. I know. There's no evidence. It's, it's, uh, it's an illusion, but it's what they're yeah. using. Number uh, okay. six is the attacks on police. Yes, that one, which is hand in hand with another one that's on this list, black men killed by police is how they word it, and the attacks on police. To me, that's the black versus blue dialectic, and it's meant to get to take our eyes off the fact that what used to be the story was the militarization of the police that had us united against some unconstitutional directions they were headed in, the the military equipment they were getting, and to make it a uh, racial issue so that we are divided as a population, so we think of it as only a black problem, and so that people on the right then sympathize with the cops and want to, uh, we'll say, maybe take, uh, not focus on the constitutional issues because they're, it's been elevated to this emotional side-taking thing. So, But ultimately, ultimately, it's for federal, national, central control of the police uh, and um, you know, further erosion of the Bill of Rights. Yes, and it's also a lever that they have. Anytime they want to pull that lever and uh, use it as a divide and conquer race war tactic, they have it there. Oh yeah, and that gets your that gets your uh, riding going. Social media triggers. It's all anyway. So we're halfway through the list. Let's take a quick break. Come back for more. If you have an agenda item you don't know about, give me a call four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. For anything that happened in 2016, you want to know what was the real purpose of giving it so much press. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Tomorrow's high, 57, low, 40. Overnight, the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. So what we've been doing, Binkley and I, have been going through the biggest stories of 2016, according to an Associated Press poll, and talking about what we think the agenda items are, that what that this stuff doesn't get massive press like that if it isn't to serve uh, a purpose. And I'm talking about the big, you know, like Associated Press, for example. <laughs> and uh, they're not going to cover something around the clock if it doesn't serve an agenda item. But I'm going to finish. start, uh, we did the first half of that, and then I'm going to do the second half at the bottom of the hour. But since it is the last day of the year, I want to kind of reflect back a little bit on so the, so many Famous people died in 2016. It was actually kind of crazy. And I, the ones that, for me, I found the most interesting or will remember the most fondly are probably not the ones who got the most uh, airtime, who got the most coverage. So I just wanted to throw out a couple of honorable mentions. 
So for my mother, I will say that Mother Angelica died. My mother loves Mother Angelica. So I have to uh, have to give a shout out there. I My number one was Alan Rickman, who I know is Dr. Lazarus, but uh, from Galaxy Quest. You mean is, Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Yeah, so <laughs> since I'm a massive nerd... I remember him from Galaxy Quest, which to me is like one of the best movies of all time. It's like a parody of Star Trek. <laughs> My husband's like, that movie's so dumb. I can't even watch half of it. But anything sci-fi. Uh, so, yes, he's Hans Gruber from Die Hard. I don't even know. Greatest villain of all time. Really? Was it from Die Hard 1? I feel like I must have seen Die Hard, Die Hard 1, 1, yeah. All right. I guess I didn't see it. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Uh, Muhammad Ali, who I had the occasion to meet, which was pretty cool. Not this year, but he died this year. And uh, the guy, the actor who played Cato from the Pink Panther movies, again, this just shows my incredibly <laughs> dumb sense of humor, that he used to leap out. So the Pink, whatever, Inspector Clouseau would come home, and this guy would leap out of the closet. He was his, like, uh, manservant and just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> karate chop him so of all i was going through this list of 50 people whose names i recognized for having died in 2016 and the only one who made, drove me to youtube to start watching videos was Cato attacking inspector clue so this is just a testament to how dumb it has to get for me to take a break from world news but uh so what what do you what have you got what have I got on uh, celebrities that died? You can give anything you want. Well, you know, Prince was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I liked Prince. Yeah. Um, can I give a shout-out to my brother, speaking of family celebrities? Uh, absolutely. It's his birthday today. He turns, uh, we'll say he turns 18. He's <laughs> celebrating in auto age at, down in Athens with his family. What's his name? Brian Binkley. All right. Happy birthday, Brian. I hope you're all listening. I can. Ju- I hope they're all giving us a little toast. Oh, I'm sure they a are. Shout out. All right. Well, we're going to finish up our agenda items for the rest of the big stories of 2016. You can chime in if you have any questions. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Look, just put your little hand back in the cash register and give me my $2.75 back, please, Brad. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. See, that's in celebration of Brad Bailey. That's, that's just my favorite clip. Isn't it the best? You joined the show in 2016. Do you remember that? Do you think people know what that clip is from? Do you Probably. know what that clip is from? Yeah, it's uh, Days and Confused, right? No, Fast oh. Times at Richmond. Oh, right, right, yeah. That's the guy working in the uh, the French fry place or the hamburger, pl- hamburger joint. Yes, yes, that's you, Brad. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, you're going to have to give me some more of these rapid-fire AP poll top stories of 2016, and I'm going to tell you what I think, or we can talk about what we think the agenda items are for these news stories. So my premise, just in case people missed uh, earlier in the show, this is Monica Perez. I'm the libertarian on WSV. <laughs> and uh, I, we've been taught, for me, anything that gets round the clock worldwide coverage from the mainstream media is they do not waste the power of that 
by just telling you objectively what they think are the most important news stories and let you figure out what they mean to you. That I do not think is what's happening. Whatever it is, whether it's real or fake or a false flag or a genuine event, it is spun by the media for an agenda purpose. Anything that makes the top 10 is going to have an agenda purpose. That's why it's pushed. So we got through the top five. If you don't, if you haven't heard those, you want to go back and listen to the podcast. We always post those on our new website, thepropreport.com is in the propaganda report. You can hear that probably early in the week. And uh, let's keep going. We're down to number five. Number five, the worldwide terror attacks. Okay, I saw, I predicted that. So I do a prediction show at the beginning of the year. I predicted that a couple of years ago that our allies would start experiencing terrorism uh, in their homelands, which was not uh, clear that that was going to happen. It has happened, and it seems to me I thought that it was 100% to, to get them on board with war in the Middle East for us to invade Syria to stop the flow of terrorism and refugees. Of course, I think it's the opposite, that, that actually going in there and blowing up those countries creates the problem. But I thought it was that, that they would experience terrorism just to garner support for those wars. Now when I read, uh, especially about Germany, it is crystal clear that, that the number one goal, at least right this second, for those terrorist attacks uh, being either created or spun instead of just ignored and mm-hmm. taking the power out of it, they're pumped up constantly – to get the Europeans to buy into the total information state, the total surveillance state, that's what I think it's all about. I'm going to go with to keep people in a constant state of fear and anxiety so they remain dependent on mass government. That goes into something we talked about, I think, on episode four of the Propaganda Report, which you can get online at thepropreport.com. But it's to that we talked about how the strategy of tension was something that was actually used by the Allied powers after World War II in Europe to actually create false flag attacks where real people died to discredit the communist politicians and that ultimately the goal was to discredit the democratic process in total so Mm. that the military could get a greater role in governance going forward. I haven't ruled that out as something that's on the table going forward in the West. Yeah. So, okay, keep going. All right, number four, the Pulse nightclub attack in Orlando. Okay. First of all, I did uh, did reiterate what the X-22 report, which I haven't listened to in a while, but at the time I remember him saying 2016 would be the year of the lone wolf, and boy was he right. (laughs) He really was. I actually wrote an article about the Pulse nightclub massacre, the article was about an article that laid out the agenda items. So it was a Wall Street Journal article right after Orlando happened, laying out what what we need to do in the wake of Orlando. And there were five items in it. You can you can find the article. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes of this podcast when it comes up. It was unbelievable. It was so like he didn't even wait for um, the uh, the street to open up again in front of the Pulse nightclub. That they, they this uh, a Council of Foreign Relations member wrote, one, we need to uh, make illegal these whatever assault weapons, rifles that are semi-automatic, disarm Americans is my <laughs> is the agenda item. They he he 
a big thing with Orlando was we had him. The FBI was investigating him, but that dang due process really screws us up. I mean, we should be able to take people's rights away without due process. So it was to create this class of pre-criminals who are under surveillance, who don't have rights. He goes back to it and says... Uh, he should not, this guy should not have been able to work as a guard or buy guns since he had been investigated by the FBI. So that's like, doesn't have to be convicted, it has to be investigated. That's what the watch lists are about, the no-fly list. It's about being able to identify you as a pre-criminal and start taking away. And I, I feel like that's going to fold into the propaganda stuff, to the censorship, to fake news, because real people, you know, this is a big theme. Real people get hurt because of fake news, social media. It's going to be about thought control. All that stuff is going to go into pre-criminal status, which will have real a real impact on your liberty. And then uh, o- overall, I think, expanding the police state the guy calls for more guards and metal detectors at clubs and malls. This is all coming out of Orlando, the Orlando massacre, and also to escalate the war in Syria. He says we need to drop more bombs and send more troops into <laughs> Syria to defeat ISIS, which, of course, it creates ISIS. It spreads ISIS. So so they take these agenda items. They apply them to any kind of event they can manufacture or hook onto, and then you see the the march towards the totalitarian state. That was a huge one. I'm not going to take that much time. Right, right. Did right. I hit them all? You got anything else? Yeah. Well, it also did wonders for the uh, the shooter's father's YouTube page traffic. Probably got a lot of <laughs> subscribers out of it. That guy had been. See, this is why I wonder what the real stories are. That guy had been had taken selfies at the White House, yeah. um, and then they kind of like tried to drown out. That that suspicious fact by having him in the background when Hillary was speaking at a rally. It was like this was that was kind of like the way Pizzagate, true or false, drowns out Epstein, true. This guy behind Hillary drowned out the fact that he was he was uh, haunting the White House. Right. You know, He's before. an odd bird, that's for sure. It was super crazy. So okay, keep going. Number three, the black men killed by police. That we covered a little bit earlier hand in hand with attacks on police black versus blue i'm just gonna in a nutshell say it's meant for us to all cry out for um uh, central control of policing either because you think they're out of control or because you think they need more authority right it's strange that they differentiated those two on the same list in the top 10 when they're you know so tightly connected it's kind of like the the black lives matter all lives matter debate that people have there which is now the blue lives matter blue lives matter right so, okay. yeah. Number two is Brexit. That one for me is a tricky one. I feel like it's possible that because I, it's obvious that George Soros and the power elite want Europe to be a regional entity that he had actually been on record saying we will continue to promote Russia as an enemy to unite Europe Maybe this idea that there's a nationalist faction within their own societies will drive these people to actually ultimately, when the pendulum swings back, not only embrace a regional Europe, but kind of uh, bring a even more kind of world government, true world authority. So we think the pendulum is swinging one way. And yes, maybe it is. But yeah. but if it swings back, it might have more force. Yeah, I think that one of the purposes of Brexit was speaking to that was to put the idea of world government in the collective consciousness. So people are more aware of it. Yeah, it could be because it is globalism, nationalism. It right. is. It's an alternative world. to the nationalism that they are uh, telling people is going to lead to violence. Right. The last one. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Number one on the list of top ten news stories of the year are the U.S. elections. Yes, I have to agree with that as the story could be 80 percent or or the top nine could be (laughs) Trump winning. I I, I'm going to this is a deep thought, you know, so. So uh, and we don't have time to get like a thousand calls in response to it, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Let it hang in the air. We're going to talk about it a lot over the next four years. But here is what I think. I'm going to characterize it as right cover, left cover, that the whole two party psyop, the two party paradigm that left and right really represent us at the top is preserved by this. And it, it does two things. It allows us to have, I I believe Trump has promised, I don't think there's any mystery about this, bigger spending, more debt. He says it's not going to be more debt, but I have a feeling we're going to have more debt, higher interest rates. There'll be some right cover for encroachments on the Bill of Rights. When the Republicans are in charge, there's less pushback uh, when they... Uh, the Bill of Rights is not as staunchly defended. It's just called right cover the way left cover is used so that somebody like Obama can drop 20,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq in 2015. And this is, if you haven't heard it on my show, you probably haven't heard it at all. That's left cover. The left will cover up for that. And, uh, you know, I'm down in the rabbit hole. So for me... Small bombs, right? Didn't you tell me they were small bombs? Oh, I was with a driver. uh, Somebody was driving me around, a professional driver picked me up from the airport, and he said, yeah, but those were very small bombs. And I just thought, you know, if you think of 20,000 small bombs on a small country like Syria, it's like, whatever, 100,000 bombs here. Is there any bomb small enough for us not to be like, hey, man, <laughs> stop dropping bombs on my country? I don't know. <laughs> so the whole thing, I just, I'm, I'm going with preserving the two-party uh, PSYOP. I would agree with that. It compels people to participate and validate a corrupt system, thus maintaining the illusion. Yeah, and it did restore faith in our system. And, and you know, maybe that's warranted. Maybe the fact that they had to do that was meant that they had just gone too far. I don't know, but I'm definitely back down the rabbit hole. I got out of it for a little while, just like, whoa, what happened you there? You can't resist the rabbit hole. Because it's the, the narratives on the surface just don't make sense. We're going to wrap it up. After the break, uh, this is Monica Perez with Brad Binkley. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Showers and storms likely with a high of 64 forecast for Monday as the work week begins. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. So we are wrapping it up, the last show of the year on the last day of the year. It is New Year's Eve, so Happy New Year's to you all. Hopefully 2017 will be at least a little less stressful than 2016. I feel like I lost more sleep in 2016. Worried, shocked, thinking too hard. Maybe 2017 (laughs) will be easy. Maybe we'll get some softballs for for that year. No thinking required in 2017. (laughs) Yes, no thinking. Wouldn't that be great? That's maybe why I like these dumb shows like Galaxy Quest and the Pink Panther, because I just need to stop thinking once in a while. (laughs) I'm going to do that real soon because I am just going to kick my shoes off for New Year's Eve. I am... We got through the biggest stories of the week, 2016, and uh, talked about what was on the agenda. If you missed it and you want to hear the podcast, go to our website. Binkley and I do some uh, off 
air shows, but we also post the podcast of this show from WSB on our website, thepropreport.com. That's prop as in propaganda, thepropreport.com. And you know what we should do, Binkley, is I, I did not get to my biggest predictions of 2016, what I got right and what I got very, very wrong. <laughs> so I think we should do a show on that, like YouTube show, iTunes show, whatever, Propaganda Report, and um, post that maybe in this week to come. All right. Does that sound Sounds good? good to me. All righty. And then next Saturday, January 7th from 5 to 7, we'll do on WSB. Predictions for 2017. Hopefully I can at least get the big ones right. And that's what we'll do. So I want to take one more call. Reggie, you've been on hold. I want to give you the last word on the last show of the last day of the year. Well, hey, happy Reggie. New Year to you, Monica. Thank hey, you. Long time no hear. Yes. Uh, I would like to know. I would just like to know what exactly, what do you think about the mainstream, mainstream corporate news media bringing up or using the term fake news? to describe Fox News Channel and all these websites that have come on onto the scene as of late or come down the pike as of late. I over don't... The, all over the Internet. Yeah, I don't think that they're using it to describe Fox News or the the mainstream stuff. I think that what they're doing with that is trying to turn on its ear because what we used to call anybody who realize that the big national cable news stuff is so agenda-driven that we would call that fake news. I mean, you could see stuff. I remember investigating various events and finding within one news source contradictions of the actual story without retractions. They'll retract that they got somebody's middle initial wrong, but they don't retract that they they got uh, that Shep Smith said that Putin killed 300 people in MH17. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for us who were already kind of jaded by the mainstream media, uh, the, we called that the fake news. So so on the one hand, I think they're trying to flip the tables on that, but on a much more serious basis. I saw this coming before the election. I thought it was going to be Hillary who shepherded it in, but maybe the Democrats have just run out of runway when it comes to cramming down the Bill of Rights that – the the next phase of kind of total information control is going to be censorship. And all this fake news stuff is just crying out for a kind of ministry of truth, a central scrutinizer, if you're a Zappa fan, to go and look at everything that comes up and label it or suppress it. And I think the number one way that's going to happen, the most effective thing is going to be when Google, or particularly Google, but anybody who runs ads, that's how independent media pays for itself, is actual ads that pop up without any connection, without any judgment call. You can have a truther, prepper website with Kroger ads on it, you know, because people are not going to hold they don't expect the advertisers to judge, censor, curate the news. Well, Google's going to do that now, or that's what it looks like where we're headed. And I think that was the main purpose of this fake news story was to tee us up for a highly controlled information environment. The last eight years have been about controlling our information, about them 
collecting it all about surveillance. I think going forward, the next phase of that is going to be censorship and propaganda about them controlling the information we see. So great question. Thank you so much, Reggie, for the call. It's been a great year. You can get all our podcasts from the year at thepropreport.com, or you can go to my website, monicaperezshow.com. And we will be back next Saturday, January 7th, from 5 to 7. This is Monica Perez. Hey!